<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Then Ms. Hildebrandt, how do you plead to count one, aggravated child abuse, a second degree felony? Business partner and co-defendant of momfluencer Ruby Frankie enters her own guilty plea in a Utah courtroom to heinous child abuse charges. We're breaking down the rise and fall of Jody Hildebrand. Plus, we sit down with Hildebrand's niece, who has been open about the alleged abuse they suffered at their aunt's hand to get their reaction to Jody's plea agreement and expected prison time. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. 54-year-old Jody Nan Hildebrand is preparing to spend years in prison after she admitted to abusing two of her business partner's children inside of her home. That business partner, Ruby Frankie, also entered into her own guilty plea agreement with sentencing now expected in February. We've told you all about Ruby's past in previous sidebar episodes. Now let's do a deep dive into Jody Hildebrand's past because it's important to understand where she came from how she ended up here. So according to her LinkedIn page, Jody Hildebrandt has a Bachelor in Arts in English Language and Literature from Brigham Young University and a Master's Degree in Education Psychology from the University of Utah. Her LinkedIn page says that she served as a program director for Cirque Lodge in the early 2000s. Cirque Lodge is billed as a private luxury rehab for treatment of drug and alcohol addiction. Hildebrandt was first licensed as a clinical mental health counselor in Utah in July of 2005. We believe in 2007, Hildebrandt wrote the curriculum for Connections Classroom, a life coaching program that offered therapy through workbooks, videos, group sessions, and more. Welcome to Connections. I'm Jody Hildebrandt. So glad you're with us. On the Connections website, Hildebrandt stated, quote, Overall, I desire to help our generation and the generations to come Dispose of distortions, ugly lies in order to live in truth, connection, and freedom. So when I think about the word hijacked, I think about distortion. I think about the characteristics of distortion. So control is a characteristic of distortion. Um, Engaging in any form of deception. So manipulation, secrecy, hiding, entitlement, um, aggression, threatening, bullying, blaming, all of those presentations are all distorted because they all are have the underpinning of deception. Now on the Connections website, Ruby Frankie, she's listed as a, quote, certified mental fitness trainer, although it's unclear what qualifications, if any, she had for that title. Now, over the last few years, Frankie and Hildebrand have appeared in Connections videos together after Frankie stopped posting to her family's YouTube channel called Eight Passengers, a very popular channel posted over 2 million subscribers. See, she had gotten blowback from viewers and fellow vloggers for her parenting tactics. I've shared with Ruby numerous times that anger is actually one of my most favorite emotions. <laughs> when I first started getting to know you, she's like, anger is my favorite emotion. I'm like, I don't know what I'm dealing with here. <laughs> 
But in 2012, the Department of Commerce's Division of Occupational and Professional Licensing put Hildebrandt's license on probation for 18 months for, quote, unprofessional conduct. She was accused of discussing the private, sensitive information of a patient with Mormon church leaders, as well as Brigham Young University, without patient's permission. But after that probationary period, her license was reinstated. Now, at last check, Hildebrandt's clinical mental health license is still listed as limited active. In September, the Utah Division of Professional Licensing gave it that status so that Hildebrandt couldn't practice as a counselor until her legal case had been resolved. By the way, since all of this happened, people have spoken out about Hildebrandt's counseling, talking about manipulation, coercion, torture. In fact, the attorney for Kevin Frankie, that's Ruby's husband, he spoke to us about what effect Hildebrandt had on the Frankie family. But Ruby felt like there were differences in their marriage. And at one point, in conjunction with Jody Hildebrand, it was sort of like, uh, we, we have to separate to save our marriage. You know, we'll keep working on our marriage, but for now, you know, if, if, you're gonna sep- if we're going to repair our marriage and be back together as a family, you have to be away. I don't think he's made that parallel. I don't think that he believes that's what led up to this. What I can say, at least it's my observation, that while the family may have had some struggles prior to Jody coming into their lives, it just kind of seems like to me, and this is my personal opinion, that once she got involved in their lives, uh, it just destroyed his family. The focus has been on Kevin. Where was he? Why was he absent? How does that all happen? So um, he was doing that at Ruby's direction who I think was being directed by Jody. This is the way that you've got to repair your marriage and repair your family. So they were all sort of kind of being manipulated, in, and this is just my opinion, by, by Jody. And I think she knew what she was doing and it was causing significant damage. And so when Kevin's critics are out there saying, um, you know, where was he? Um, he was acting at the direction of what he thought was a competent mental health care provider and advisor. And to me, the better question is, what kind of mental health care provider would advise a family and a husband and wife and a husband and child or a father and children that this can repair your family if you just stay away from each other? And I'm confident that she told that to Ruby. I'm confident that that the the children were being told that, and Kevin was certainly being told that that. I know what I'm doing. You need to stay away. So now the question is, how did Hildebrand come to the attention of law enforcement, right? Well, in August of 2023, a neighbor of Hildebrand's called police. Called police saying that a young boy had shown up at his property looking for help. This kid has obviously been... I think he's been... He's been detained. He's been... He's obviously covered in wounds. Yeah, Ruby Frankie's youngest son, 12-year-old Russell, had apparently escaped from Jody Hildebrandt's home. You know there's been problems at this neighbor's house. He's emaciated, he's got tape around his legs, he's hungry, and he's thirsty. Yeah, when first responders got there, they found Russell, as well as his sister, 9-year-old Eve. They were emaciated and malnourished, so they were rushed to a hospital. It was also evidence that Russell was tied up and sustained injuries from his bindings. Frankie's two middle daughters, they were found at another home in American Fork, Utah, with another member of Connections. 
They, along with the two youngest kids, were taken into state custody. Uh, by the way, the oldest children, Sherry and Chad, they're adults now. But both Frankie and Hildebrandt, they were arrested and held without bond. They were each charged with six counts of aggravated child abuse. In December, we learned that both women had separate waiver hearings scheduled when we might expect plea agreements to be announced. Frankie's hearing was first on December 18th, and she agreed to plead guilty in open court to four of the child abuse charges. Ms. Frankie, how do you plead to count one, aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony? Guilty. To count three, aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony? Guilty. To count five, aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony? Guilty. And to count six, aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony? With my deepest regret and sorrow for my family and my children, guilty. Now, the other two charges, they were dropped. These were the child abuse charges constituting starvation or malnutrition. And as part of her deal, Frankie agreed to testify against Jody Hildebrand. In fact, before this hearing, Ruby's law firm released a statement saying in part, quote, initially, Miss Frankie believed that Jody Hildebrand had the insight to offer a path to continual improvement. Miss Hildebrand took advantage of this quest and twisted it into something heinous. Over an extended period, Miss Hildebrandt systematically isolated Ruby Frankie from her extended family, older children, and her husband, Kevin Frankie. This prolonged isolation resulted in Miss Frankie being subjected to a distorted sense of morality shaped by Miss Hildebrandt's influence, which is maybe why it was not entirely that surprising that Hildebrandt decided to plead guilty. On December 27th, Hildebrandt appeared in a jail jumpsuit alongside her lawyer to officially enter her own plea. Then, Ms. Hildebrandt, how do you plead to count one, aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony? Guilty. And to count three, aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony? Guilty. To count five, aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony? Guilty. And to count six, also aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony? Guilty. In the plea agreement documents, Hildebrandt admitted to multiple abusive acts in an almost identical list of Ruby Frankie's, which included forcing Russell and Eve to work outside in direct sunlight heat during the summer months, denying them food and water. However, where you see a difference is that in Hildebrandt's plea agreement, it does say she either physically forced or coerced Eve to jump into a cactus multiple times. Both children were told that they were evil or possessed, that these acts were necessary and done out of love. After the December 27th hearing, Hildebrandt's defense attorney explained some of the reasons she chose to take a plea. Ms. Hildebrandt, my client has pled guilty today to four counts. She has done so because she takes responsibility for her, her conduct in this matter. Um, her guilty pleas, she decided to plead guilty before Miss Frankie entered into her plea agreement or agreed to cooperate with the state. She has pled guilty because she wants, she did not want these children to have to testify. She takes responsibility. And it is her main concern at this point that these children can heal both physically and emotionally. We look forward to sentencing. That's all I have to say today. Also, the two counts that I mentioned that were dropped in the Frankie case, they were also dropped in the Hildebrand case. 
And the prosecutor also spoke outside of court about why two of these counts of child abuse were dropped for Frankie and Hildebrand. If our plea offer had been there is no plea offer, plead straight up to all six, then the defendant has no incentive to go to trial. And, and, and we're not afraid of trials. We don't want to avoid trials. Trials carry some risk in that you don't know what the outcome is going to be. But, but more so when you have victims that, you, that are having to go through the trial process, that's difficult. So now with all of that, Hildebrandt and Frankie, they will both be sentenced in February, and they each face up to 15 years in prison for each count. The sentences are also going to run consecutively, meaning one after the other. It's pretty chilling talking about Jody Hildebrandt and Ruby Frankie, and it makes you think about how unsafe the world can be at times. Well, our partner and sponsor of this video, Morgan & Morgan, the largest injury law firm in America, they can help tackle one of the scariest things in life. That is when you get hurt. Because if that happens, you may not know what to do. You're going to have so much on your plate. Morgan & Morgan will make it super easy for you. They have completely modernized the process because you submit your claim, you sign contracts, you upload documents, you talk to your whole legal team all on your phone. That's it. An attorney is going to review your case in just eight clicks. They also have 4,000 support staff that can help you through the process too, which is just amazing to think about. And in terms of price, you only pay them if you win. There's no upfront fee. So if you're injured and you want to join the over 3 million people that call them every year, you can submit a claim at forthepeople.com slash LC sidebar or by dialing pound law. That's pound 529 on your phone. All right, let's get back into the latest on Jody Hildebrand. We're getting insight from someone who experienced alleged abuse inside of Hildebrand's home, her niece, Jessie Hildebrand. Now, we have spoken with Jessie before here on Sidebar, talking about previous allegations that have a striking similarity to what happened to Frankie's children inside of that Ivan's Utah home. Well, Jesse joins us again to discuss the latest developments in this case. Jesse, thank you so much for taking the time. I I can't tell you how much I always appreciate you being very open with uh, how you're feeling and what you experienced. And since we've spoken, so much has happened. I'm just going to ask you straight up your reaction to Jody Hildebrandt pleading guilty. Yeah, um, it's been it's been quite a, a journey on my end of processing and reprocessing everything that's been going on. The day that it happened, I was um, surprisingly really angry. I didn't expect to feel so much anger um, kind of come up in in that experience. Um, I think part of it was when her lawyer came out and gave just the the most ridiculous comment to the press about how Jody is just, she pled guilty because she's just trying to, you know, take accountability for her actions. And she just really cares about the kids healing and all of this garbage, just complete trash. Um, That was pretty enraging. Um, I mean, I can't imagine it actually changing anyone's mind or convincing anyone of like, like it's so obviously a manipulation tactic to save face. Um, but that was pretty enraging. And then slowly throughout the day, like a lot of this weight just like slowly kind of lifted off my shoulders and a lot of this subconscious fear that somehow she was going to be able to kind of r- wiggle her way out of any accountability um, slowly lifted. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, so I was able to speak to the DA a little bit that evening, and he informed me that the likelihood of her getting maximum maximum sentencing is incredibly high, that she's most likely going to be getting the 60 years. Wow. that uh, We were wondering that because, again, you know, 15 years is the max on each yeah. um, charge. And, and, you know, look, the way that we understand it as well and from Utah laws, it really isn't the judge who sets it. It's more like this is what punishment is. And um, it's up to a board to determine if shove or be granted parole. So, I mean, that's yeah. our understanding about it. Yeah. So he also told me that it's about eight months from now that that board will be put together. And that's going to be like the first parole hearing will be in, in as little as eight months. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're going to be focusing, like what the DA said to be focusing on, like having a written statement of, of harm and, um, showing up to those to those hearings, and hopefully that this will this after this first one that it will be pushed years down the line. Well, first of all, were you there when she pled guilty, and do you plan to appear at her sentencing? Um, I was not there. Um, I I didn't want to be there, um, or at least I was I was pretty torn on whether I wanted to be there or not. Um, I won't be there for her sentencing simply because of. Um, just the timing of it. I'll be in Europe. Um, I, I would have liked to be there for the sentencing. I will be there for the parole hearing, um, most likely. That's, I think, where a lot of victims, like that's the important time for victims to come forward and, and to convince the, the, the board that she doesn't deserve any sort of parole. I thought it was really interesting when you said that it didn't seem genuine, you know, her reason for pleading guilty, uh, obviously oh. from a legal point of view, there's a number of reasons why I think she did it. Um, you know, you had Ruby Frankie agreeing to testify against her. Evidence looks really bad, but you don't believe Not in right any there. way. You don't believe in any way she feels bad about what happened. Not even a little bit. No, that was, it's so wild because something that she would constantly um, accuse me of when I was living with her. So when, when the abuse started getting really bad, people at my, in my church started noticing that I didn't look well and that something was wrong. And um, they started talking to the bishop or the pastor, the person in charge of our ward, um, just like their concerns. And the, the bishop, Bishop Bangader, told Jody these people's names. And then we would go to their home and she would coach me in the car and tell me exactly what I was going to say. And then she would go in with me and I'd have to apologize to them for manipulating them into feeling sorry. I believed that Jody was that Jesus was working through Jody and that Jody was saving me. And so it's just 
darkly, darkly ironic that watching her in the pews, like at the sentencing, just like looking so sad and then t- telling like her attorney coming out and saying something like that. It's just like, wow, oh, you're manipulating all these, like, all that time you were telling me that that's what I was doing was just a projection because that's what you would do and are doing. Like, it's like, you don't get, you don't get accused and like convicted of child torture and then suddenly are like, oh, I just really care about these children's healing. Like, that's not what happens. Yeah. You don't go 15 years of having this be a pattern and then suddenly be like, I just really care about these children. That's not possible. And I wanted to ask you about that because now that the plea agreements have been entered, these court documents have been filed and we now know more details about what happened to these kids. I mean, talking about uh, Jody Hildebrandt, as I mentioned earlier on in the show, she either physically forced or coerced a nine-year-old girl, Eve, to jump into a cactus multiple times. These two children were dehydrated. They weren't given food. They were uh, made to work outside in the heat. Does it, did it seem worse what happened to these kids or just eerily similar to what you went through? So a lot of it was similar. Um, there were certain specifics that were not, um, I went on news nation to give a, a, a statement right after the plea. And I didn't know about the, the cactus and they had spoken about it right before they brought me on. And it was horrifying to hear about, not surprising, but horrifying nonetheless. Um, she, again, she is, she's one of the most convincing, powerful humans you will ever meet. And when you are in a state of vulnerability, especially as a child, there's just, she can convince you of anything. I mean, I worked out in her garden in the middle of the summer, like we didn't live in Southern Utah, so it was not as hot, um, or, or as dry, but I was, I was working out in her yard all summer and you know, she used, you know, holding, withholding food, withholding water as a way of force. Um, I mean, she would, you know, she duct taped me and tied me up, but I was also a, a teenager. There's a very big difference between being 16 and going through something like this and being a nine year old. Like, there's just no way of comparing those two things. It was horrifying for me. I think it was worse than I even imagined. I mean, the, talking about yeah. just the injuries sustained, what these kids went through, not even the physical trauma, the emotional, mental trauma the emotional, as well. And, well, and you've the, talked about that as well. Yes. The, the emotional and spiritual abuse. I mean, it took me, I mean, I'm still in therapy yeah. every week for it. There's no, and that, and again, it was almost 15 years ago and I'm still daily. Like, I, I mean, through this, this experience for months, there's been a, a tremendous amount of healing on my end, um, which just goes to show how important um, accountability is for the victims. Right. Um, but no, I mean, this doesn't, the, the, the invisibility of harm almost, it, it makes it even worse because you, you know, if he, if those kids didn't have those horrifying physical marks on their bodies, would have this, would this ever have been intervened? Yeah, I mean, like, I think about that, whether if Russell never escaped, what would have happened? Um, look, I, I know um, we have to let you go, but I, I did want to ask you real quickly about something that really yeah. struck me and how this all went down is that Ruby Frankie pled guilty. Um, she was going to testify against Jody Hildebrand, but her lawyers right before the plea agreement 
uh, or before the plea hearing, they released this statement, and I read it in part, and it says, again, initially, Miss Frankie believed that Jody Hildebrandt had the insight to offer a path to continual improvement. Miss Hildebrandt took advantage of this quest and t- twisted it into something heinous. Over an extended period, Miss Hildebrandt systematically isolated Ruby Frankie from her extended family, older children, and her husband, Kevin Frankie. This prolonged isolation resulted in Miss Frankie being subjected to a distorted sense of morality, shaped by Miss Hildebrandt's influence, what is your reaction to uh, Ruby Frankie throwing yeah, yeah, Jody no. Hildebrandt under the bus and was going to testify against her? Yeah, no, it's um, hearing that Ruby was going to testify against Jody just shows me that they had a lot more on Jody. Like the fact that Jody got off on only four counts of, of child abuse, which is significant, and in my opinion, nothing compared to what they probably had on her. Um, And as I want to say that Ruby is an adult. Ruby is the mother, you know, she is responsible for her children and she is responsible for what happens to her children. Full stop. And I fully agree. Like I can completely understand where he is coming from in that statement. I don't agree with her not having responsibility. She deserves every one of those counts of child abuse. Um, but Jody is one of the most manipulative and, and it is systematic. And I know that the last time that I, I was on here, I, I talked about that, how it was with me. It's like line upon line, precept upon precept conditioning. It's like you're this frog being boiled alive in water so slowly that you don't realize it's happening until it's already happened. Jesse, before I let you go, one last quick question. You mentioned yeah. what the prosecutor said could be a potential sentence uh, for Jody Hildebrand, the maximum. Did the prosecutor give you any indication about what the potential sentence for Ruby Frankie would be? Um, I didn't ask, honestly. Right. Um, just that's that's not the connection I have sure. to this case. I got you. I got you. Jesse Hildebrand, again, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. So sorry yeah, again for everything that you've gone through and you're continuing to go through, especially as this case became so national and became on the forefront and the conversation uh, developed about it. But again, thank you so much for your bravery to come on, speak about what happened, and uh, we wish you the best of luck as this case progresses. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, everybody, that is all we have for you right now here on Sidebar. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. Speak to you next time. Thank you.